and welcome once again to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Episode 9. We'll be looking in 1 John Chapter 3 about loving one another. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. In this Episode 9 in 1 John 3, we see love in action. We have seen that God is light and a stark comparison between light and darkness, or righteousness and sin. Here, John speaks to us with an emphasis on love. We will review how the absence of love in a child of God is inconsistent with the message of love that was proclaimed to the Apostle John's readers. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 3, starting in verse 11. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Unlike Cain, who was of the evil one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his deeds were evil, and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers and sisters. The one who does not love remains in death. Everyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has this world's goods and see a fellow believer in need, but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in action and in truth. Back to verse 11, it says, For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another, unlike Cain, who was of the evil one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his deeds were evil, and his brothers were righteous. The message clearly heard from the beginning that John's readers heard was the gospel message, that we should love each other as Christ has loved us. This message is grounded in the very nature of God and taught by Christ to his followers. John 13:34 says, I give you a new command, love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. And that is a command from God. In John 15:12 it says, This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore, because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends, because I have made known to everyone, to you, everything I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit, and that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. This is what I command you, love one another. Although this command ties to the world in general, it is imperative in the community of faith that we love one another. This was a continuous display, and part of a normal and consistent habit of life for the faithful. John used for this illustration the issue with Cain and Abel, this being reflective of the actions of the children of God and the children of the devil. Verse 11b through verse 12 says, We should love one another, 
unlike Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why he why did he murder him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Well, the story is found in Genesis chapter 4, starting in verse 2. Talking about Eve here. She also gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel became a shepherd of flocks, but Cain worked the ground. In the course of time, Cain presented some of the land's produce as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also presented an offering, some of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. The Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but did not regard have regard for Cain and his offering. Cain was furious, and he looked despondent. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you furious, and why do you look despondent? If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Cain was demonstrating the active work of evil in his life that affected his behavior. And why did he murder him? That's the question left to us. Because, as John tells us, his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Cain was jealous of the righteous acts of Abel. And that begins a spiral that digresses to hatred and eventually murder. Jesus tells us in John chapter 8, verse 44, You are of your father the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature, because he is a liar and a father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. The wicked, evil person hates righteousness because it shines brightly and exposes the wickedness for what it is. Donald Burdick writes, Godlessness is disturbed by the condemning presence of righteousness in its midst, and it would remove the cause of its discomfort if it could. Cain's inner nature brought out an outer action of murder. He acted according to his spiritual heritage. As God spoke to him, sin was crouching at his door. But Cain ignored the call of God. It wasn't the offering. It was the attitude. It was the heart of both individuals. Verse 13 says, First uh, John chapter 3, verse 13 says, Do not be surprised, brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. The hostility between righteousness and sinfulness is not ever going to end in this world. Although we are not to be surprised by the world's reactions, I must admit I still am. In John 15, 18, it says, If the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. However, because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of it, the world hates you. Remember the word I spoke to you, a servant is not greater than his master? If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But they will do all these things to you on account of my name, because they don't know the one who sent me. Do you think John understood what it meant to be hated? Certainly he did. 
what is interesting for the first and only time in this letter is John addresses his readers as brothers. In Greek, the word is aldelphoi. He equated himself to the Christian community and certainly understands what it was like to be hated by the world. In verse 14 of 1 John chapter 3, he says, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers and sisters. The one who does not love remains in death. While to pass from death unto life is a demonstration of a changed life through Christ. The fundamental change is characterized by the love for the family of God. The believer knows that they have passed from death unto life because of the assurance of a new life guaranteed by the Spirit of God within them. John chapter 5 verse 24 says, Truly I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but has passed, as John had stated, but has passed from death to life. This is a present reality for believers. Daniel Aiken says, Loving the brothers is an avenue of assurance of eternal life, but not the means for attaining it. That's because Christ's death on the cross attained it, and Christ's Spirit informs us of this change in our lives. John 13.34 says, again, we've read it before, but I says, I give you a new command. Love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Obviously, the opposite is true, that the absence of Christian love has remained in death. There is no spiritual life, only spiritual death in that case. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, Paul says this, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. We were by nature children under wrath, as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Whatever a person claims, whatever they say about themselves, but the absence of love in their life proves that they are outside the sphere of life with God and remain in the realm of death and darkness. 1 John 3.15 says, Everyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. When we compare the hatred in verse 14 with the murderous actions of Cain, we see that anyone who hates his brother or sister is also a murderer. Matthew 5.21, Christ says this, You have heard that it was said to our ancestors, Do not murder, and whoever murders will be subject to judgment. 
But I tell you, everyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Whoever insults his brother or sister will be subject to the court. Whoever says, you fool, will be subject to hellfire. Donald Burdick also wrote, Hatred is the desire to get rid of someone, whether or not one has the nerve or the occasion to perform the act. The destructive nature of hatred is equivalent to the act of murder, says Daniel Aiken. Love and hatred are moral and spiritual opposites. John goes on to tell us that what is self-evident is that this person does not have eternal life residing within him. So that leaves us with the question, does your life give evidence that a spiritual transformation has occurred? In the next episode 10, we'll observe in 1 John 3 a supreme example of love. God bless you and have a blessed day. I pray that you have that close abiding relationship with our Creator and Savior. And I'll leave you again with this verse, John 13, 34. I give you a new command. Love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another.